节目。This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Jake Chen, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. President Tsai Ing-wen convened with Taiwan's top defense aides on Friday morning in the wake of a deadly helicopter crash that claimed eight of 13 lives on board. Deputy Economics Minister Wang Meihua said on Friday that Taiwan must strengthen its competitiveness through superior quality and service. The Central Bank of Taiwan says that the government should invest more in childcare to minimize the economic impact of low birth rate. But first, today's top story. President Tsai Ing-wen convened with Taiwan's top defense aides on Friday morning in the wake of a deadly helicopter crash that claimed eight of 13 lives on board, including Chief of General Staff Shen Yiming. Before the meeting, President Tsai visited survivors of the crash at the hospital and met with family members of the deceased. She then paid her respect to those killed in the accident. Tsai met with National Security Council Security General David Lee, Defense Minister Yan Defa, and other military officials. The meeting began with a minute of silence to commemorate the fallen. Following this, President Tsai issued three directives to military leaders. First, Tsai said that the military must help stabilize armed forces' morale and calm the public. Second, Tsai said that it is imperative for the military to ensure the safety of the waters around Taiwan. She said that it is important to maintain vigilance during this sensitive and trying time. Finally, Tsai called for complete and thorough inspections of military hardware and equipment. Tsai said that Shen was a dedicated military leader and that he was well respected by his peers and subordinates. She said that the best way to honor his memory is to continue his legacy of military excellence. A military helicopter crash on Thursday morning claimed eight lives, including Chief of the General Staff Shen Yiming. The accident was the latest in a number of deadly crashes that have taken place in recent history. In 2015, then-President Ma Ying-jeou paid respects to the victims of one of the worst military accidents in Taiwan's history. During the Changping exercise in 1974, two UH-1H helicopters went down, killing Army Commander General Yu Haozhang and 12 other high-ranking Army officers on board. At the time, this was the worst military loss the Taiwanese armed forces had suffered in an accident. In 1990, an army transport plane crashed in Tongshi Township in central Taiwan's Yunlin County. The accident killed all 18 military personnel on board, including three officials. Local farmers built a temple near the crash site to commemorate the lives lost. During a routine exercise in 2007, an army transport helicopter hit a radio tower in the mountain of Qishan Township in southern Taiwan. All eight servicemen on board were killed. The latest deadly accident involving a Black Hawk helicopter added to the military's record of tragic accidents and has once again drawn concerns over the safety of military aircraft. Deputy Economics Minister Wang Meihua said on Friday that Taiwan must strengthen its competitiveness through superior quality and service. 
Wang was speaking in response to a letter submitted by scholars saying that the signing of a free trade agreement among China, Japan, and Korea next year could pose a threat to Taiwan's export competitiveness. Another concern is the proposed Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP, another free trade agreement among 15 countries in the Asia-Pacific region that could be signed in 2021. Currently, Taiwan is not part of the RCEP. The scholar said that despite not needing to pay tariffs on technology exports under the Information Technology Agreement, close to 30% of Taiwan's other exports pay approximately 60 billion U.S. dollars in high tariffs. The scholars say that Taiwan's exclusion from free trade agreement is detrimental to the desirability of its products in foreign markets. Wang said Taiwan must assess its technology and manufacturing capabilities before engaging in regional integration. Before we engage in regional integration, Taiwan must learn to leverage its technological prowess and superior product quality to compete for orders in the global market. We create demand by differentiating ourselves through a superior quality and trustworthy service. For now, we will use this method to make sure there is always demand for Taiwan's products in the global market. Again, that was Deputy Economics Minister Wang Meihua speaking on Friday. The Central Bank of Taiwan says that the government should invest more in child care to minimize the economic impact of low birth rate. In its latest report, the central bank cited figures from the National Development Council, which predict that Taiwan's working population will drop to less than 50% of the total population by 2065. That's down from 73.9% of 2015 and is lower than the projection for the United States, Japan, and Singapore. The central bank said that Japan and South Korea, which also face the challenge of a dwindling workforce, have invested to make childcare and education more affordable in an effort to boost dwindling birth rate. The bank said the government should make structural changes and invest more in childcare to minimize the impact of low birth rate. Staff members on Taiwan's offshore Jinmen National Park have released a common kestrel, which is a protected species, back to the wild. The bird accidentally flew through a piece of bird netting in Jinmen's Jinhu Township last year. Animal conservation workers from the Jinmen National Park rescued the bird and have since helped it recover. Once the bird was deemed fully healthy, park officials released the bird back to the wild on Friday. The 2020 Pingdong County Lantern Festival will officially open on January 6. Traditionally, the Lantern Festival is observed on the 15th day of the first month of the Lunar New Year. This year, that falls on February 8th. The Lantern Festival was originally set to begin on January 3rd, but due to a recent deadly military crash, officials decided to postpone the opening until January 6th. This year, the festival in Pingdong will feature a total of 20 large lantern installations and four different animal-themed areas. The event includes a 10-meter-tall giraffe lantern, a multicolored gorilla lantern, and a blue whale lantern floating in a sea of blue lights. Besides animal-themed lanterns, there will also be walkways covered in projections of colorful flowers and areas filled with firefly-shaped lights. 
All the installations will be lit from 6 to 9 p.m. every night till February 9th. Taiwan passed the Anti-Infiltration Act on the last day of 2019. The bill is aimed at curbing Chinese infiltration in Taiwan. Farmers at one particular pineapple field in Kaohsiung have mixed feelings about how the bill might affect their exports. A pineapple farmer in Dashu district in southern Taiwan's Kaohsiung city is concerned that a newly passed anti-infiltration law will affect his exports. The law is aimed at discouraging Chinese intervention in Taiwanese society. The farmer says 90% of his exports go to China. Now, with the newly passed law, he is worried that China will not buy his pineapples, causing a glut. Another farmer from the same area does not share the same concerns. He says that he is a law-abiding businessman and conducts transactions legally. He does not expect the bill to affect him too much. A third farmer says that China is just one of his many export destinations. Any negative impact on his sales to China resulting from the law wouldn't hit him too hard. In reality, only 5% of Taiwan's pineapples are exported each year. The Chinese market is indeed important, but there's plenty of demand for the tropical fruit right at home in Taiwan. Shirley Lin, RTN News. Thank you for joining me for the news. I'm Jake Chen. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.